Okay, welcome back to Food Safety EDU. This is Jeff Feldman, Mr. F. Um, I wanted to get back to the uh, Food Safety and Sanitation Program, the TTP, Tactics, Techniques, and Procedures, Chapter 2 for the Coast Guard's new TTP. Um, and so Chapter 2, we have uh, the general information is Section A, Food Safety and Sanitation Required Program Elements is Section B, and then Reviewing and Updating the Program is Section C, and this is on page 2-1. Um, so 2-2 is the general information, uh, general requirements reference the Safety Environmental Health Manual, Commandantist 5100.47 series outlines the requirements for an FSS program as, and this is in quotes, food, food service operations require careful management to protect the health and well-being of patrons. Steps shall be taken to prevent the contamination of food items as they flow through the galley by identifying and addressing critical control points. Uh, the next part, critical control points concept. The mention of critical control points in reference is modeled after the principles of the hazard analysis and critical control point HACCP system. HACCP is a central concept in reference C. Uh, food code recommends that the U.S. Public Health Service FDA 2013 uh, food code HACCP emphasizes points at which biological, chemical, or physical hazards could be introduced to food. So examples include receiving, storing, handling, and serving food. So HACCP, hazard analysis, just like they said, uh, biological, chemical, and physical, where things can be uh, in the flow of food, in the points that are critical that you can control. So in the flow of food, we have purchasing, receiving, storing, prepping, cooking, holding, cooling, reheating, and serving, and then holding food. All of these things are points in the flow of food where contamination of some type may happen, either biological, chemical, physical, uh, or intentional. With that, so here in the TTP, it's, it's saying where these hazards may be introduced to food. But HACCP is really stating where the CCP is a step in the process where the contamination can be either prevented, eliminated, or reduced to safe levels. Okay, so prevention, elimination, or reduced to safe levels. Uh, prevented. We can make sure, based on our storage, that things aren't cross-contaminated. So how we store uh, raw meats, for instance. You know, poultry's on the bottom based on its cooking temperature, of in, internal cooking temperature. Uh, ground beef would be above the chicken based on the internal cooking temperature. Whole pieces of meat would be above the ground meat based on the internal cooking temperature. So this is a prevention Okay, elimination, if we cook that ground beef, we cook it to 155 degrees. All right, Coast Guard rules. The, the new uh, food code has new things in 2017 
but because we're in the TTP, we're just going to talk about the 2013 food code and the current Coast Guard rules. So 155 degrees for 15 seconds is the internal temperature for ground meat. That would eliminate the pathogen that may be inside that ground meat. And then reducing to safe levels. In the galley, in the kitchen, we sanitize. We either use chlorine or we use uh, quats, quaternary ammonium compound, or we use iodine, or we have uh, hot water in the three-compartment sink, for instance. We sanitize our pots and pans and dishes and plates and forks and everything else. We wash, we rinse, and then we sanitize. So we can either use chemical sanitation or we can use uh, hot water to sanitize. Now, if you go to the doctor, they sterilize their tools for operations. So sterilization is the complete removal of everything, right? But sanitizing is the reduction of the potential pathogen to safe levels. So reduced to safe levels, sanitizing is what we do. So, you know, if there's a hundred bacteria, we reduce to safe levels, which might be one. Okay. We're not sterilizing. We're just sanitizing. So there's a difference between those two. So CCP, critical control points, are points in the flow of food or in the process where the contamination can be prevented, eliminated, or reduced to safe levels. In the retail food processes, um, there's three processes. We have food preparation with a no-cook step. So you receive, you store, you prep, you hold, and you serve. So like a sandwich. Okay. Process number two is preparation for same-day service. Um, we'll say like a hamburger. So you receive, you store, you prep, you cook, you hold, and then you serve. Okay? So it just cooks up to a certain temperature and then is served. And then we have a complex food preparation, which is process number three. And this is where you receive the food, you store it, you prepare it, you cook it, Then you cool it back down, and you hold it overnight or something, and then you reheat it tomorrow, and then you hot hold it and you serve it. So there's more. There's complex. You're going through the temperature danger zone at least twice, right? You're cooking it hot, and then you're cooling it back down, and then you're reheating it. So that's three times going through the TDZ, temperature danger zone. Whereas process number two, you're only cooking it hot and serving it immediately. Um... So with that, CCPs are important to understand what you're cooking or what you're preparing and what you're serving. And then based on what the food is, that's where you come up with your critical control points to know what you're going to be focusing on in order to uh, prevent, eliminate, or reduce the safe levels uh, to keep that food protected. Okay. A3, uh, Developing the Food Safety and Sanitation Program and Unit SOP. This publication, the TTP, provides authoritative, authoritative best practices and instructions on how to create and sustain a unit-level food safety sanitation program as required in reference A, per reference A, units are required to develop a unit-specific food safety sanitation program to comply with required elements. 
This publication provides guidance to meet those requirements. Do not simply adopt this publication as your unit FSS program. This document, this publication, this TTP is just the guidelines. It doesn't have all the bits and pieces that you're going to need, all your SOPs for cleaning and sanitizing and cooking and cooling. Those are ones that you have to identify and then you have to write them up and then you put them in a binder and then they become your system because every system, just like if you take a HACCP course, HACCP is per operation. One operation has completely different processes than another operation. So that's what this this, uh, publication is saying, that you have to create your own food safety sanitation program based on your particular unit and your purveyors and the way you do things at your unit compared to different units do different things, you know. Um, So that's what this is all about. You create your own using this as your guideline. This uh, TTP is your guideline. So use this publication to develop a unit-specific food safety sanitation program relevant to the unit's food service operations. Contact the the Health, Safety, and Work-Life Service Center or the FSAT, Uh, food service assistance and training team regarding any possible scenarios at the unit that are not covered in this publication. Both uh, the Health Safety Work Life Center and the FSAT staff reviews the unit's food safety sanitation program during inspection and assessment visits. So they come to see you and they're there to help you. Uh, You know, as you're setting up your operation, to make it, uh, you know, proper, be in contact with them, get their assessments. And I know you know this because it's what you guys do, but for the people who never read this book or for the people who can't read and understand, uh, you know, everybody learns in a different way. And a lot of times it's just black and white on a piece of paper and they're not getting it. So that's why I'm trying to uh, explain it. So call these organizations, you know, both of these uh, support units uh, and they're there to help you um, on purpose. Okay. Per reference, D, Coast Guard Food Service Manual, Commandantist uh, 4061.5 Series. Units must establish a standard operating procedure, SOP document, to provide a quick reference for food service personnel. So you should have a quick reference binder for everybody to kind of go over. SOP documents can summarize unit-specific requirements for food service personnel, including food handling, inspections, cleanliness standards, and training. So here um, they talk about that on your uh, on your gateway or your portal, um, they have these. I don't have access to those, so, but they have standard operating procedure uh, samples for you to use in order to make this. On my website, um, I have... I have uh, a link on my resource page, and it goes to, where is it, where is it? Has that food, Calco Deli, food service resources. Oh, food safety management system. And it takes you right to Alaska 
their health department. But they have all these posters, fact sheets in PDF form, SOP templates on cleaning and sanitizing, cold holding, consumer advisories, cooking, cooling, uh, employee health, employee training, hand washing, highly susceptible populations, hot holding, uh, no bare hand contact with ready-to-eat foods, receiving and storage, reheating. So all these PDFs, all these SOPs are there free for you uh, to resource and reference. Uh, on the Coast Guard portal, you guys also have that, and I'm not sure exactly what those are, but on my food safety uh, podcast site, uh, I have that link also if you if you want to take a look at that just to get some ideas. Anyway, the ones I'm talking about are in reference to HACCP systems, and they're made for HACCP and also active managerial control. So I want to go back. HACCP is a written system. You have clipboards, um, and you write down everything you do if you do a true HACCP system. And it's required, and then it's inspected and verified by a third-party verification or a third-party company. You know, um, with most of us, we don't write down everything. If we have a uh, hundred hamburgers on the griddle, we're not going to poke every one of them to know that they made one fifty-five. So, with with the retail style HACCP, it's the process approach. So we can poke, say, ten of them. And make sure that they're 155, and if they're 155, it stands to reason the rest of them are 155. And then we're supposed to write that on the clipboard, and then this manager is supposed to come back behind and verify that that happened. So that's HACCP. Active managerial control is based on HACCP guidelines and principles, but it's just being actively uh, managing it actively. And so you don't have to write everything down. So in restaurants, we have active managerial control because the managers are actively controlling everybody and making sure that the staff members are trained and they're following the basic SOPs, but you don't have to do the clipboard things on everything. With HACCP, you have to. But with active managerial control, it's just uh, the way things are and and you don't have to uh, write it down. so a couple different things. So, you know, here at Tracen, we're basically doing active managerial control because we don't write down all the numbers. All right. So back to this. Uh, down at the bottom of page 2-2, the reference D requires units update the SOP when there is a change in command or when conditions trigger a need to reevaluate the unit's procedures. Example conditions would include a foodborne illness outbreak, repeat inspection violations, safety mishap, or near miss, Uh, alteration to physical facilities or equipment. So when you're adding new things or or changing the the environment, you have to change and update your SOPs to reflect the changes of that new piece of equipment, uh, etc. Change in the scope of operation. So if you're only doing one thing for many years and then you pick up a new something that you have to do, you have to include that in your new SOPs. Uh, And then changes in federal, state, or local regulations that could impact the food service operations. So an example SOP is provided on the Food Safety Knowledge Repository found on the Coast Guard portal. Okay, so that's what I was talking about. 
in this TTP, they have a reference point for you. And so you can go there on the Coast Guard portal to the Food Safety Knowledge uh, Repository, and they'll have uh, all the different SOP resources. Um, and you can click the templates, and, and you can tweak them, change them. The FSO, or Senior Food Service Specialist, as designated by the unit's command, evaluates local operations to ensure compliance procedures are included in the unit SOP. See your references uh, on the on the Food Service Manual, Commandantus 4061.5 series for guidance um, about including food service elements in the unit SOP. In- examples would be sales receipts, invoices, etc. Okay. So that was Section A, General Information. Uh, Section B, the food safety and sanitation required program elements. So the following are minimum required program elements per reference. The uh, the Safety and Environmental Health Manual, Commandantus 5100.47 series. So first, you have to appoint an FSO. And then perform weekly food service facility inspections. So every week, the inspection is going to be done. Inspections can be conducted by the medical department representative, so MDR, or other personnel designated by the command. Complete and submit the food service establishment inspection report, the Coast Guard 5145 form. Um, So complete and submit it with any findings uh, and then they have a whole um, a link that'll help you a job aid for filling that out conduct a daily walkthrough inspection and observe employee practices cleanliness and signs uh, for signs and signs of illness so you're actually doing the daily walkthrough you're looking at everybody so we we do the inspection if people are sick we send them back to the to the medics to be evaluated Inspect and acquire foods from approved sources and properly handle from receiving to serving. So that's the flow of food. So when they come in the door, so you purchase from an approved, reputable supplier. Everything comes from that approved supplier. When they come in the door, you inspect them immediately. If there's any issues, kick it back. So we had some uh, canned crab the other day that came in, uh, and and the TTIs, the time temperature indicators on the top of the cans, were red. So that means that they were temperature abused for many hours, allowing that crab to warm up into the temperature danger zone for too long. Those TTIs, time temperature indicators, are supposed to be green, meaning go, right? And then they grow to yellow, and then they'll go to red. Uh, And it's an irreversible change in color that the driver or the delivery guy can't reverse. So they should know it when they're delivering the food to you. uh, They should know that they can't give it to you. And if you're not... You know, if you're not uh, uh, aware of these TTIs, then you just accept it and you serve the food. So anyway, we caught it the other day. Uh, We got scallops in and they were fine. You know, a little green dot jelly bean on the side. Uh, It's a little sticker with a a changeable colored, I call it a jelly bean sometimes. Anyway, um, so inspect your food as it comes through the door and then store it properly, prepare it properly properly cook it and serve it. 
ensure food service equipment is approved by the NSF International and maintained. So we have pieces of equipment, uh, spoons and, and ladles and various things, and we got to make sure that they're not broken or chipped or cracked or they have gouges in them. So I'm thinking of uh, um, the red handle high temperature uh, spatulas or scrapers that we get. They, they do crack over time and they start falling apart and then that little bit of rubber will get into the food or it's difficult to clean inside the crack because it's cracked and then the bacteria can hide in there and be transferred to a food and if not held properly or something goes wrong, the bacteria can potentially grow. So inspect your your items, even if it is NSF certified, which everything should have that little NSF logo. Um, make sure it's in good repair and properly maintained. And if it's not, then get rid of it, turn it in, get a replacement for it, um, because those little scrapers are one thing that I'm always thinking about that, that have that happen. Uh, follow cleaning and disinfection procedures. So you have your SOP on that. Report foodborne disease using the disease alert format found in reference E, the Coast Guard Medical Manual, Commandantus 61 or 6000.1 series. Um, and there's a big note here. Immediately consult with the, the health and safety uh, the Health Safety and Work Life Service Center immediately consult with them if there is uh, for assistance in a foodborne illness investigation. So just get on the horn with them immediately and have them help you walk through it. Provide annual training on food service sanitation requirements and procedures for food service personnel. So schedule that training, put it on the calendar. And uh, it's an annual thing every year. It's supposed to be. And I think uh, for you guys, it's like six hours. Okay. So that was Section B. And finally, Section C, reviewing and updating the food safety and sanitation program. Uh, the annual review to meet program requirements outlined in reference uh, the safety and environmental health manual. 5100.47, and FSO and the medical uh, uh, person annually reviews the food safety and sanitation program. The following subsections provide examples of items that need regular updates. So, just like uh, uh, you know, the HACCP system. This is following the HACCP. Is that? The team, you, you assemble the team, you gather your resources, you describe the product and intended use, you make your flow chart, and then you verify all of that. So that's a written program, and that's kind of what this is going to. You have your team, you have your FSO, and you have your medical person, and you have other people uh, you know, who are... Um, stakeholder involvement, unit departments, contractors, etc., to ensure effective implement, implementation of the unit program. So you review it. One of the most common aspects of the FSS program requires updates is to designate personnel. Uh, per reference, use letters of designation to assign the responsibilities for the role of FSO, and weekly food service inspections, typically the unit health service te technician will do it. 
As a best practice, keep letters of designation on file and updated since members and personnel transfer in and out of the unit. So PCS season, new people come in, old people go away, but you have to update that letter of designation uh, to keep it up to date. That way, when FSAT comes in to do your inspections, you're not caught short. Okay. And you guys, um, you know, do your... Uh, review once a year, sit down, go over everything, make sure it's up to, up to par. And if you need changes, then do your updates. So, okay. So that was chapter two, the uh, Coast Guard TTP for food safety and sanitation program. Um, and I wanted to get that up and out. I appreciate your time and listening and putting up with me. Um, I'll do a whole HACCP thing in a, in a different podcast later, but uh, that's the gist. Thanks very much. Take care. There was something I wanted to say earlier when I talked about the, uh, a step, the CCPs are a step in the process where the contamination can be either one, prevented, two, eliminated, or three, reduced to safe levels, uh, preventing. Uh, and I went over how we store things in the refrigerator. So prevention is, is also, um, you know, it's habits to prevent the cross contamination. Um, we're using different color cutting boards, um, for certain things. Uh, red would be raw meat. Brown would be cooked meat. Uh, blue would be raw fish. Uh, so green would be vegetables. So we have processes to help prevent the cross-contamination and the introduction of these uh, pathogens, either pathogens or be- uh, uh, chemical, physical, biological uh, issues that could get into the food. So um, one of the things that one of the senior chiefs came in and he says, uh, uh, you know, we saw the metal Brillo pads or the, the metal, um, you know, sponge, uh, scrub pads. And he says, well, they're not allowed. They're not allowed in, in Coast Guard galleys because they do tear apart and they get stuck into the pots and pans. And then when you're cooking the food, that little piece of metal gets into, um, into the food. So from, from what he was telling me the other day, uh, it was interesting, but that is a prevention to, you know, if, if they're not allowed, then, <laughs> then they're not there to potentially get into the food. Anyway, all right. Thanks again. I want to get this up and out there. Uh, All my best to you. Take care.